1: Des Moines. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All
0: right, welcome back. Hour number two, Miller and Condon. Ted Glover on the Vikings momentarily. Trent, there is a update on the Hugh Freeze situation.
2: Oh, is he is he going to be
0: coaching? He will be. Sources tell Gabe Darmond who's got a blue check mark, he covers Missouri. Missouri, Missouri right? Yeah. Uh, sources tell me this is Gabe D'Armond's Twitter. Liberty is overnighting a dentist chair to Lafayette, Louisiana, for <laughs> Hugh Freeze to sit in in the press box tomorrow. So he's out of bed and into the chair.
2: Crazy Moving story, on up.
0: I guess. Uh let's talk some Vikings, shall we? Ted Glover joins us, DailyNorseman.com. Uh Ted, Trent Condon, Ken Miller. How are you, sir?
1: Good, gentlemen. Uh, it's good to be back on.
0: How are you? Doing well, and I appreciate you coming on. So I guess let's start with last night, because two NFC North teams, uh, that the Vikings will have to outfinish if they want to win the division, collided two teams that rested their starters for the most uh, part in the preseason. And I think the football that we saw was certainly a product of that. What did you think of the Bears and the Packers before we get to the Vikes? Uh,
1: I honestly... The only of of the two offenses and the two defenses, the only one that really kind of stood out to me was the Bears defense. I still I think they're still very good. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky was mm. awful. Um, Aaron Rodgers, other than that one touchdown drive where he was kind of the old, you know, backyard football Aaron Rodgers guy that that is going to put him on in, in, into the Hall of Fame on the first ballot, the rest of his night was was not particularly good. I thought hey, early on, yeah, they they were getting a, a fair pass rush. Um, the Bears were putting up a, a really strong pass rush, but Rodgers had a clean pocket and he was missing throws he never used to miss. Whether it's a short out, a medium out, uh, kind of a deep ball, he, he was missing and he was not very accurate. So, um, I, I think, I, I think this NFC North division is going to be a, a wide open horse race all year.
2: Wide open, a race to... Nine? I mean what what's it gonna take to win this division after watching <laughs> last night? Ted, you told me before you came on that you're not real optimistic about the Vikings this year. Are we gonna be, maybe this is the year the Lions finally do it?
1: You know, what? the thing the thing with the Vikings that that have me kinda just you know, questioning things. You know that most of the the same team is back. They've got uh the only guy they lost really on, on defense was Sheldon Richardson, and they replaced him with Schmar Stefan who was with the Vikings prior to them signing Sheldon Richardson last year. On paper, they have a good team. I think on paper they have a very strong team. But then again, it's very much the same team they have back from last year, and they went 8-7-1 and one last year. I I think Dalvin Cook's back and healthy. I, I really believe that if if they, with new offensive coordinator, um, Kevin Stefanski and and Gary Kubiak is the offensive assistant coach, whatever his title is. If they really do commit to the run like like Mike Zimmer wanted to do last year with John D. Filippo, they have a chance to be a pretty good football team. I think I think Cook is going to have a pretty good year. They still have Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs, who I think are the best wide receiver tandem in the NFL. If one of those guys gets hurt, though, man, there's not a lot of depth behind them. I mean, they signed Josh Doxon, the other first round bust they they, after they let go of Laquan Treadwell, I, I don't know. I, there's just a, they have to answer a lot of questions to me before I'm, all in 100% on them.
0: Will the offensive line take a step forward? It certainly has to. Elf line move into left guard. They draft Bradbury with their first pick to pay, play center. I thought O'Neill was good in his first season at uh, right tackle uh, last year. Can the offensive line uh, give Cousins enough time to throw the football and open those holes? That, well, Cook doesn't need a big hole because he's so damn quick. But what about the offensive line? A concern for you or no, Ted?
1: I think it'll be better just simply addition by subtraction. I mean, last year Tom Compton and Mike Remmers were not NFL caliber guards. Uh, I mean, I still to this day don't understand why they moved Mike Remmers from right tackle into right guard. Um, Josh Klein has had good years in the past. He's kind of slipped in recent season. It'll be interesting to see how, how long the Vikings stay with him because Drew Samia, the rookie guard from Oklahoma they drafted, I think, in the fourth round, looked pretty good in the preseason. Um, Pat Elfline was was a, a guard at Ohio State before he became a center, and he was a very good guard. His strength is is being able to pull and get out to the perimeter on, you know, on screens and and runs to the edge, and that I think will help him um, play better because that just goes right into his strong suit as an offensive lineman. Yeah, I, I think they'll be better. How much better? We'll see. I, you know, the Rick Dennis, the new offensive line coach, is. Is in installing a, a zone blocking scheme, and that's okay as long as everybody's on the same page on every play. But when you get against, when you start going against really good defenses like the Bears, I'm I'm kind of suspect as to whether or not a zone blocking scheme can work because those guys will just man up and destroy whatever it is you want to do. So we'll see, we'll
2: see. You know, overall defense, there's plenty of good players there. Offensive line should be better. Two great receivers, Delvin Cook, of healthy, he's got a chance. I mean, it feels like a pretty simple equation, right? If this team is going to be more than kind of in that middling eight and eight, nine and seven, maybe ten and six range, but take another step, it comes down to Kirk Cousins. Any hope at all in yep. Kirk Cousins?
1: I mean, to find hope, I I, I I don't know. I, I mean, I you know, I like I you like hope he's Kirk. better
2: than Trubisky. Well, that's, <laughs> that that
0: won't take much, man.
1: Yeah, he, he definitely <laughs> is. I mean, we'll see uh, how how twenty nineteen. Pans out for him. I mean, he has he has moments, you know, like week two at Green Bay last year. He just had a phenomenal football game, and then towards the end of the season, he just didn't. I I I think a lot of it. Um, and Kirk, you know, Cousins has the has that reputation of a, a not a big game guy. But if you look at the Stafford's record against you know top five hundred teams, and even Aaron Rodgers' record against five hundred teams, they're not great. Um. A lot of issues I think last year went into the play calling and, and the lack of a commitment to a run game. Um, if if Kirk Cousins is not asked to put the team on his shoulders and win a game all the time, I think he can be pretty decent. Uh, the only thing that, that really bothers me in this whole equation is, are the Vikings serious about sticking to the run game? I, if they are, I, I think they're going to have a very good, very balanced offense, and if the preseason is – any indication? I think they were about almost an exact fifty-fifty split between running the ball and passing it. So I'm I'm hopeful. Um, the defense, I think, still has to maintain, and I have some questions as to whether or not that's going to happen. But if, if the defense maintains at its high level that they have been under Mike Zimmer, I, I think this team has a chance to be pretty decent.
0: A couple more minutes with Ted Glover, DailyNorseman.com on the Vikings. Uh, I like The running game, I'm with you. I, I hope they stick with it. I like Madison. I really thought he showed up well in the uh, in the preseason, uh, a rookie out of Boise State. Let me get to the head coach, Mike Zimmer, who's now in his sixth year. Is there pressure on him to get this team to back to the playoffs this year, maybe win a playoff game? Is his seat getting mm, a, tepid is it warm where are you on zimmer
1: i think it should be warm i don't know necessarily about hot i look the vikings the last year the expectation was a deep playoff run if not a super bowl appearance they went eight seven and one and missed the playoffs they have the the same people back on paper they have a really good football team a top 10 defense uh, a brand new offense that supposedly plays to the strengths of their offensive personnel playoffs are expected in Minnesota this year, and if if they fall short again, I think it is is very appropriate to question whether or not Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman should continue on um, as the head coach and GM of the Vikings. I think that's a very fair question to ask.
2: Ted, it's Atlanta this week. Julio Jones up in the air all of a sudden if he's going to make the trip up there to Minnesota tomorrow. When you uh, look at the matchup here, it's week one. It's... Hard to get a read on Week 1's, but overall, what do you see in this game? What do you expect on the matchup Sunday afternoon?
1: I think the Vikings' defense matches up really well against the Falcons. They're, they're, the Vikings' secondary is is good and solid and deep, and I think it matches up very well with um, the, the Falcons' receivers of Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and uh, Muhammad Sanu. Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan. He's a great quarterback. Um, to, to get him off his game, though, I think, Again, the Vikings matchup. The Vikings defensive front seven matches up against the very average and hurt Falcons offensive line. I think they're going to be able to generate some pressure, um, get Matt Ryan out of his comfort zone, and I, I think that's going to bode well for the Vikings on offense. Uh, you know, the, the Falcons defense looks a lot better on paper. I, I, they, but you know, Dan Quinn is now not only the head coach, but he's named himself the defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and he was a fantastic defensive coordinator when he was with with the Seahawks. So I expect kind of a close game, but with the Vikings being at home and in the opener, I just think they match up a little bit better on both sides of the ball, and I'm going to give them the edge, like, say, 24-ish, 16-ish.
0: So a cover, a comfortable cover, if indeed you're right, Ted. Thank you, Ted. We appreciate you coming on. look forward to talking to you in the weeks to come. Appreciate it. DailyNorseman.com for Ted and the crew over there. Thanks, Ted.
1: Thanks very much. And don't take anything I say for gambling advice ever. Ever. <laughs>
2: Count on it. We only listen to Trent.
1: <laughs> oh, don't,
2: don't do that either. Hey, Thanks. quick what one quick yep. thing, Ted, your Buckeyes this week. You got the Bearcats coming in. Quick hitter there at Ohio State as they welcome in Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, the fighting fickles of Cincinnati. <laughs> I, I I like Justin Fields, man. I, I thought he had a really good first game with the Buckeyes. Um I think the defense, they've simplified their, their concepts and their and their and their uh playbook and it looked a lot better uh they sort of struggled a little bit in the second half against uh florida atlantic but they were also playing a lot of backup guys i look for them to have a really good season i think they're going to beat cincinnati by hopefully two scores at least
0: beautiful thank you ted appreciate it all right take care guys Glad to talk to you that number is 16 16 sitting currently indeed uh the chiefs have signed tyreek hill to a three-year extension 54 million not sure yet of the guarantee, but uh, Tyreek Hill is signed. Got some uh, money coming his way. $54 million, indeed. Uh, speaking of those Chiefs, you know what, let's one real quick on the Vikings. Let's mm-hmm. finish up with them very quickly. Uh, they, My pick in the North. They are your pick in the North. They, they get Green Bay next week. They mm-hmm. go to Green Bay, then the Raiders, then at Bears, at Giants. Your pick in the North is going to win how many football games?
2: Nine. Ten. Is it really ten. Things? I think ten. It's I take had ten, ten and to six win for the, the Vikings. Division. Yeah. Ten and six for the Vikes.
0: I uh, love the month of uh, de- of December for them. I mean, they, they get um, all of the uh, NFC North foes at home. Lions on the eighth of December, mm-hmm. Packers on the twenty third. That's a Monday night, and then the Bears pay a visit to end the s- uh, regular season week seventeen.
2: It sets up well. It does. Keep your head above water. You mentioned that beginning portion of the schedule, and even starting Sunday. I mean, I think Atlanta's Atlanta. talented. They should. Yeah, but don't dig yourself a hole. There was a number last night. Teams that start zero and one. I saw this on Twitter and I didn't save it. And I wish I did. Teams that start zero and one. You think? Well, your season's not over. Compared to starting one and zero, the difference of making the playoffs is like sixty eight percent if you go one and zero versus like twenty nine percent if you go zero and one.
0: Isn't that incredible? I wouldn't have thought that, Trent. I, I'd never seen that before. That's a, that's a good one. one so maybe all- we're not overreacting to a loss in week number one. Maybe that's right. Uh, we'll talk to Nick Athen next. Chiefsinsider.com for Nick. Uh, Tyreek Hill is in the fold for another three years. At least that's what the contract says. We'll come back, Talk Chiefs. We've got Claxon's Barbecue to give away before we get out of here at noon. We've got our picks, both of us coming off four in one weeks. Our picks coming up at about ten minutes before the hour of noon. It's Miller and Condon just past quarter after 11 on Des Moines Sports Station 1460. I'm a dream builder.
1: Sports radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO.
0: Welcome back, Miller and to Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Just lost Nick Athen. Just sent me a text. Somehow we lost him. Not sure how that happened. Uh, But we will uh, reconnect with Nick Athen here. We'll get the look at the Chiefs. They have signed Tyree Kill. They are the favorites uh, in the AFC at most places to get to the Super Bowl. I think they've got the right team favorite. I'm not sure, Trent, if you had an opportunity. Uh, yesterday, I want to ask Nick about this too. Uh, prior to the game kicking off the NBC coverage of the game, uh, Brett Favre <laughs> and Mahomes throwing the ball around. That was that was pretty good TV. I'm a Brett Favre guy and a Patrick Mahomes guy as well, and these two guys getting together and having a couple of laughs and chucking the ball, playing a little catch. Did you see that yesterday? I didn't, no. That was
2: good. It was really good. Wasn't as good as the Superfans. Can't be. The Chicago season that was really good too. That was now really you know what
0: NBC did a nice job yeah. of that game. Let's get Nick Athan in here. He's been saying for weeks that Tyree Hill is going to get signed prior to the season kicking off. They did Nick that in a second. Did you see Favre and Mahomes yesterday chucking the ball around prior to the game? Obviously, it was taped, but uh, I thought that was a really yeah. good piece.
3: That was a lot of fun. I mean, I you know I, I wish the NFL would do a lot more of that. They finally have somebody in the homes who can pretty much engage with you know anybody at this stage of his career. You know, he hasn't really accomplished anything yet uh as far as, you know, championships and things like that. But um yeah, I thought it was terrific. And you know, obviously Fav and and Andy Reid go way back. They're very close. Yep. He invited him in. To, he actually invited him into town uh to talk to Mahomes, you know, kinda go through the expectations and you know, what it's like to have to deal with all this madness because they basically are, in my view, the same football player.
0: No, I'm with you, Nick. They do a lot of, they take chances. They're willing to put, throw the ball maybe when a lot of quarterbacks wouldn't make that decision. And as we know in Favre's Correct. case, Sherry, you Terry, had a lot of picks, but boy, a lot of those plays worked and Mahomes is off clearly on the right foot. Yep. You've been saying for, for days, uh, that this Hill thing is going to get done. It did, uh, three <coughs> years, $54 million. So no surprise to you. How long had this been in the works, Nick?
3: They basically agreed to some of the terms uh, when Drew Rosenhaus was up in training camp about three four weeks ago. Uh, The issue was the signing bonus, um, and from my understanding, a a large chunk of the signing bonus is actually going to be put in escrow uh, for the three children. That was actually Hill's idea. Great idea. Uh, They had some they had some things to kind of structure. I mean, the guarantees are thirty five. So basically, this is Sammy Watkins' deal with less guarantees. Um, it allows the Chiefs basically to put him on a true, you know, one-year contract. Uh, basically, what it means is if he stays in good, uh, you know, in uh, good shape uh, on the field and off the field, you know, he's going to make seventeen and a half, uh, you know, million dollars a year for the next, uh, you know, for twenty, twenty-one, and twenty-two. And I, I'm assuming if he gets through the next two years, chances are they're probably going to extend that contract. That was what I was always told. I'm surprised it wasn't a fourth-year option because I'd heard it was probably going to be four years, seventy-five million. This pretty much falls in line with that. Um, I think Beach just wanted to make sure that uh, a, um, you know, the negotiations for new collective bargaining agreement continue to move forward. They'll have some extra cap space, but uh, this this deal's been in the works for a while. Um, it's far less than the contract that he would have gotten. You know, had all this madness come out. Um, you know, not come out at all or it would have been dealt with differently or, you know, the media didn't pounce on him. Uh, He probably would have gotten closer to that 90 to 100 million range. But, um, listen, Tyreek Hill's not upset. You know, he he wants to play football. I think they all thought this was the right move. It's the right money based on the circumstances. And he's still going to be the second-highest paid wide receiver in the league next to uh, Odell Beckham.
2: Do you anticipate any consternation, frustration, from maybe a vocal minority, of the fan base, whatever it is, handing this kind of money after what we see with Tyreek Hill off the field?
3: You know, Brooke Fryer left the star today, so Tyreek Hill gets a new contract, so maybe there's some synergies there. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody's happy. Um, you know, I think there'll be a few people. I mean, I did just, I did notice that Mike Florio's uh, a little write-up about that on Pro Football Talk, and he actually didn't bring up any of the negative stuff. Um, he basically just kind of – it sounds like he's moved on, too, and – And I think a lot of this has to do with there are a lot of facts out there that uh, uh, most fans are not aware of. There's absolutely no question in my mind had Tyreek Hill and his lawyer had not had a smoking gun uh, to clear him emphatically about everything, including the 2014 incident. um, In my view, there's no way that he's signing this contract today and he's not suspended. So I think the Chiefs were wise in in, in, in working with him, Hill was honest. There's a lot of evidence out there. Whether it all comes to light someday, I kind of hope it does because I think this could be a lesson learned uh, for NFL players that find themselves in positions to where they're in bad relationships, bad situations, and really just don't know how to get out of it. And unfortunately, the way Hill got out of it Was very messy.
0: Uh, Let's go between the lines, Nick. Your biggest concern about this Chiefs team as they get set to begin what could be a Super Bowl run here. Biggest concern uh, in week number one is what?
3: I think week number one, obviously, defensively, you know, is two things. Can they stop the run and can Chris Jones play uh, a disciplined, uh, you know, defensive line position? You know, that's been the biggest issue. That's why his name isn't being called out today for a contract extension. Because they're still a little concerned about Chris Jones. I think if Chris Jones plays the way he's capable and buys into uh, Steve Spagnoli's uh, system, um, I I, I think that's going to be a big plus. That's one concern. Second concern, obviously, you know, can the cornerbacks step up now? Let's be honest. They're not facing an offensive juggernaut in the Jaguars. Next week, they probably won't be playing the Raiders with Brown. Um, You know, then they've got the Ravens, you know, uh, who have some issues throwing the ball. And then they have the Lions, so they've got four weeks basically to get ready for what I think is really an outstanding quarterback uh, competition when they go to Detroit at the end of the month. So those are the two key areas. And at that point, after that game, you know Mo Clay, Martin will be back. He looked terrific in the Packers game. That's going to be a huge, huge plus. Um, but one thing else, you know, to keep in mind too is that uh, after two, uh, beginning on Tuesday, uh, the Chiefs can start adding veterans and not uh, going against right. the, the cap for the entire year and week to week, but. Those are my biggest concerns. I've got zero on this offense. Um, I thought Peter Schrager made a great comment yesterday on uh, on uh, on morning football on the NFL and He said, there's going to be an NFL team that puts 60 points up. I think it's going to be the Chiefs this year. I think I agree with him.
2: Speaking of that, they brought in an insurance policy in, co- in case Tyreek Hill wasn't available this year. And Nicole Hardman, that guy's been out there this preseason making plays. You got any estimation uh, snap count? Wait, you what, the fantasy or something? No, no I just I, I'm intrigued by this guy because <laughs> <I have him. laughs> it, it's another weapon. I do not have a fantasy Nick does. <laughs>
3: um listen, he is he has assimilated the offense so well, so fast. Um, you know, he's he's up to speed. Now the good news is the good thing for him, he's had Tyreek Hill at his side. And they've worked together. Um, he worked in the off season with Patrick Mahomes. You know, he just kind of stepped in. I mean, I never really thought he'd be the replacement for Hill. I just think when, when Andy Reid looked at that Patriots game and said, okay, they shut Hill down, they shut Kelsey down, they let Watkins go, if we'd have had another receiver step up, you know, then I, I think they would have won that football game. And, and they just didn't. And so I think that was the reason why they drafted him, and I think they wanted more speed. I mean, the Chiefs have the fastest offense in the National Football League. It's not even remotely close. You know, and I, I think he's going to be a guy who's probably going to get 15 to 20 snaps in the beginning, you know, first three, four games, you know, get out there. And then they're going to put these guys on the field at the same time. And it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, just that just they do a crisscross 10 yards down the field, you know, are yeah, they going to be able to switch off fast enough? Um, you know, he's got some issues catching the ball still. You know, he's had a lot. He had some drops in practice. But um, listen, they can use him, jet sweeps, reverses. Um, they can do anything they want with this kid and still have Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's such a luxury. Uh, but I expect by mid-year, uh, certainly in the postseason, he's going to be a guy that's going to make plays. They're going to help the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl. Mm.
0: What will their record be this year, Nick?
3: Well, I'm going to go on the record. They're not going to go 16-0. It's just not happening. I-, I would be absolutely shocked. Now, a year from now, I'll take the 16-0 and bet because <laughs> I think they're going to be better next year than they are this year. So I'll, I'll go on record now. I mean, listen. I think I think the Jacksonville game is a really tough game for the mm-hmm. Chiefs. So I think this is going to kind of set the tone. If they just wipe the floor with the Jaguars, then I'd say fourteen and two. I hate thirteen and three, so I'm not going to go there. So either fourteen or two or twelve and four would be my guess. I think the tough games are going to be. Um, I think the tough games. I would have said the Colts, but that's not going to happen. But I think the Jaguars game. I think the Chargers game in Mexico. Um, I think the home game against the Packers is going to be tough. Um, so those those to me are the, the games that stand out. And even, you know, depending on, you know, what side of the coin the Raiders, you know, will flip on, uh, you know, a week from Sunday, you know, if they've got that mess cleared up or not. I mean, I think it's just the most dysfunctional, entertaining franchise in history. But nonetheless, um, I I'd say fourteen and two right now. I feel pretty comfortable. It's not with crazy. That. That's not crazy.
2: Not at all. And especially yep. when you look at this division, Broncos rebuilding, certainly the Raiders in that. Yep. And the Chargers have had an off season from hell. Melvin Gordon sitting yep. out, Derwin James injured. Chargers, they yep. pushed him a year ago. What are your thoughts on this LA team? Um,
3: you know, they don't have Russell Oak either, so they have all really right. no left tackle. Um, and I think that's the biggest blow of the three, to be honest with you. Um, because, you know, that that protects, you know, Phil Rivers, um, you know, backside. Listen, I, if you'd asked me at the beginning of this, you know, you've asked me this question before. Mm-hmm. I think the Chargers, before these three uh, injuries and issues, uh, especially with the Gordon holdout, were the team to beat in the AFC West. I just think based on their schedule, the fact that, you know, Rivers just seems to be just getting better with age. Uh, they're the most complete team. They have, the few, fewest, they have the fewest question marks going into the season. But now you've got three key guys that aren't going to be there. Um, and, you know, I, I think that sets them back. I mean, I still think they're a playoff team, uh, but I could also see them missing the playoffs altogether, especially if a team like the Browns comes up and and, 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 and surprises people. I still think they're a 500 team. Um, you know, I, I, I think there's a danger there. Fortunately for them, they've got, they've got the same uh, schedule as the Chiefs do pretty much. So they've got their toughest games at home. Um, the most difficult games uh, are the are at home, and the easiest ones are on the road. So um, I think they're in pretty good shape. You know, it'd be a ten and 16, eleven and five, but I don't think they're based on how they sit now. I don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs for the division title.
0: Nick Athan, Nick, thank you. We will uh, talk to you next week in advance of uh, at Raiders, right? Yes, at Raiders uh, yeah. next, next yeah. week. Nick, thank you. Appreciate you coming on as always.
3: Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. Good Cheers. to talk to oh, you.
0: Bye-bye. Nick Athen, follow him on Twitter at Chiefs Insider. Here's what I'll say. Yeah. I think they can get to New England, which is December the 8th. Mm-hmm. If they beat Jacksonville this week, that's a sneaky good game. It is, yes. And the number has dropped. If you believe in Foles. Do you? I do in the playoffs. But in the playoffs.
2: <laughs> I'm not sure I do big in week blank one. Nick. I mean, he he comes out in a big way mm-hmm. when it's January.
0: That's so much September. Um Trent, they can run the table till they get to New England on December the eighth. This isn't hyperbolic. This I isn't... don't think it no. is.
2: No, the schedule: Raiders,
0: Ravens at home, at Lions, home to the Colts, home to the Texans, at Broncos, uh, home to the Packers. Sunday night football, home to the Vikings. Okay, those are tricky. Mm-hmm. At Titans, Chargers. Nobody goes to Charger games. If building will be, um, there'll be more Chiefs fans there yes. than Chargers fans. December first is. Uh, home to the Raiders, and then they go to New England. Then they host the Broncos. They win that game, finish at Bears, home to Chargers. 14-2 is not crazy, and they could get to December 8th unbeaten.
2: No, this is not just a a guy that runs a blog and he's all excited about it, Nick right. Aethan. This is a realistic scenario with this tweet. What can go wrong for the Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. That's Short the of only that. thing that can go I, wrong. That's it. That defense was pretty bad last
0: year. Yeah, but Clark's a difference maker in the middle of that defense. That, that's a huge pickup, bringing him over from Seattle. One guy doesn't make a D. No, I know Chris Jones is a pretty good player, and Okafor yeah. coming off the edge is good. Um, linebackers? Eh. Hitchens? Those cornerbacks, yuck. There's going to be some shootouts I here. like the sh- I like the honey badger. He helps. I like the honey badger. Is he
2: healthy? Does he get you 13 games <clears throat> this year?
0: You Hope give me so. that. Hope, I mean, for a Chiefs fan, I hope. I and even hope he does. including
2: the playoffs, that I can go that route. He's had so many season S- enders, though. What is the over under uh, on this on this Chiefs team? 11.5. Jesus, boy, that seems like easy money. Oh. Are you ready to make your first legal wager well, in the state I wish, of Iowa? I, you
0: know what? It never dawned on me. I, I wish when we were uh, taping our, well, shameless plug, Mediacom yes. uh, Inside the Numbers uh, show that airs three times a week, beginning on when? When does it air?
2: Uh, last night was the first airing. You'll see it again tonight, 7 o'clock, and then tomorrow morning at 8.30 on MC22.
0: I, we did put out an, a win total. Both of us did in the mm-hmm. NFL, but this one, I, I missed this one. I should have grabbed this one. Should have been all over this one. Overs are not the way to go. Oh, they, they are this team. Oh, with this team. They're they with this team, they are. <laughs> I think. They're going to be really good. I hate to say it, but they're going to be really good. Look, I hope we get two locals in the Super Bowl. How yeah. big would that be for us, I'll right? Be right? Be oh, unbelievable. Be just off the off the, uh Not going to be Bears. Boy, Trubisky, man, I'm wrong about him. You're completely out. Nah, not completely out, but boy, oh boy, Trent, if you're a Bears fan, you look at that defense, you think,
2: holy crap, this team can be anything. I just don't understand what their game plan was. Nagy called a bad game. He did. Move the pocket, get him out there. He is better on the run than he is. And you can see when he sets up to throw, even before the ball comes out of Trubisky's hands, you know if it's going to be close. Mm -hmm. He's just one of those guys. Gets lazy with his mechanics sometimes. I, I With this defense, he just has to be adequate. I'm not even sure if he can be adequate for a full season. Well, I'm pretty
0: sure that it is time. It is? Now, are these guys on hold waiting for
2: Claxons? They are. We're, we're, we're going to drop them off. <laughs> That's to, not fair. No, no they're trying to beat everybody to the punch. So what do you do? There, there's, busy it all up. Right. And we got four games this week, and they're football games, and they're both college and pro. Yep, and then the
0: tiebreaker, just so you can give it some thought if you're going to get in. Don't call right now because the lines are they're busy. Um, the tiebreaker is going to be baseball-related. We're going uh-huh. to ask you to combine. This is only tonight. So the Brewers and the Cubs and the Indians and the Twins will combine to score how many runs tonight?
2: Combined runs in the two games. In the two
0: games. Just tonight, though. Not yep. Saturday, not Sunday. This is based on Friday night. All right. Right now, 284-5966. 284 We'll give you four games. You give us four answers. Tiebreaker will be involved, potentially. Uh, if the winner's going to get a $35 gift certificate to Klaxon, the runner-up will get twenty five. dollars as we continue here, our picks still to come, both of us coming off four and one weeks. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460-slash-Iowa.
1: Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. <laughs>
0: Miller and Condon, Du Bois Sports Station, 1460 KXO. Time to give away some barbecue from our friends in Altoona. Klaxon's Smokehouse and Grill. Klaxon Barbecue, klaxonbbq.com is where you can find them online. You can find them at 3131 31 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Uh, in business in Altoona for, I think, 23 years. Now they're doing something right—a restaurant standing the test of time, as Claxons has. And once you get the sample of that grub, you will know why. We're going to give two of our uh, callers here an opportunity to do just that. The runner, uh, the winner, will get a thirty-five-dollar gift certificate. The runner-up gets twenty-five. Steve, Chris, Ronnie, and Bob—in that order. Steve, you were up first. Steve, welcome to Miller and Condon. How was your week, Steve? Beautiful. Wonderful. Let's get you some BBQ. A couple of pro games to start. The Chiefs are on the road in Jacksonville. The Chiefs are a three and a half point favorite. I'll take the Chiefs. Vikings are a four point favorite at home against Atlanta.
3: Uh, I'll take the Vikes.
0: Hold on a second. We have to put a hook on that one. I'm gonna we're gonna adjust the line because we can't have ties.
3: Good call. Yes. Uh, the, the,
0: uh, what, so what, do you, what do you want the number to be? Two and a half. No, I can't go that <laughs> low. I'll go three and a half. Vikings are a three I'll and six. a half point favorite. Who do you want?
3: I'll still take my bike.
0: Okay. I was a 19 and a half point favorite over Rutgers.
1: Uh, Rutgers to cover.
0: LSU, a six and a half point favorite over Texas. Texas. Tiebreaker. Indians, Twins, Cubs, Brewers, total runs tonight from both of those games. Closest without going over, Steve. Uh, 15. 15. Steve, have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Uh, Chris is up next. Chris, you're with Miller and Condon. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing? Doing fine. Chiefs, three and a half point favorite at Jacksonville. Chiefs. Vikings, three and a half point favorite home to Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, the Hawkeyes are a 19.5 point favorite over Rutgers.
1: Uh, That's a big one. Uh, Iowa.
0: Okay. LSU is 6.5 point favorite at Texas. Texas. Uh, tiebreaker. Indians and Twins, Cubs and Brewers will combine to score how many runs tonight, closest without going over? Uh, 17. Chris, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Ronnie is next. Ronnie, welcome to the program. How's things? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, KC is a a three-and-a-half point favorite over Jacksonville.
3: Jacksonville.
0: Vikings, three-and-a-half over Atlanta. Vikings. Hawkeyes, 19-and-a-half over Rutgers. Hawkeyes. LSU, six-and-a-half over Texas. Texas. And the tiebreaker, Indians, Twins, Cubs, Brewers, combined to score how many runs tonight? Closest without going over. 19 runs. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Uh, Bob brings Claxons to a close uh, for another week. Hey, Bob. You saved the winner for last. <laughs> I absolutely did. <laughs> good, good. Well done. Uh, Chiefs, a three-and-a-half point favorite at Jacksonville. I'll take the Chiefs. All right. Vikings, three-and-a-half at home over Atlanta. I'm taking Atlanta. The Hawkeyes, 19-and-a-half over Rutgers. Hawkeyes, big. LSU, six-and-a-half at Texas. Jaggers. Indians, Twins, Cubs, Brewers is the tiebreaker, Bob. Twelve. Twelve. Have a wonderful weekend, winner. All right. Okay, see you, Bob. Bob uh, brings Claxons to a close. Claxons Barbecue, KlaxonBBQ.com, Claxon Smokehouse and Grill. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Pretty good slate of games.
2: It is. A good weekend coming up here. No Iowa State, though, uh, little damper. would like to see the clones back on the field again. And we will next week. We will. There's uh, a little game going on next Indeed. week. Indeed. Now, the you cannot wager on props for Iowa and
0: Iowa State, but Correct. you can at the Condon Casino.
2: Oh, always. And you know, we'll be firing up some numbers for next,
0: next week. week. I wonder, should we? should we try and Tailor it to all to that football game. Uh, maybe that's too difficult to do.
2: I think we could do that. Well, we got a week to come up with. If it. there was ever a week to do it, it's certainly for Cy-Hawk Indeed Week. Indeed, it is. Are you ready to do our picks? So we're both four
0: and one. I believe I keep the T box right because we pushed on on week number one.
2: We did. We're we'll gonna fired up here, and I have both NFL and college music this week. So. Where are you starting? Are you starting with the NFL picks or the college picks of the week? Uh, I'm going to, let me,
0: let me get to my notes here. I'm going to, I'm going to start college. I'm going to go with college. Here comes the band. I love this music, Trent Condon. Coming off a of four in one week. Grain of salt, folks. I do not like my college plays. One bit. I struggled to find college games this week. But we'll give it a whirl. We're talking about Cincinnati and Ohio State. Cincinnati, eh, they played at UCLA, and I don't know what to make of it. Ohio State was good early, then maybe took their foot off the gas. Fickle versus the Buckeyes. I'm going to take Cincinnati. The Bearcats, give me Cincinnati. I think they're one of the better teams in the... AAC going up against maybe the best team in the Big Ten. Probably making a mistake, but give me Cincinnati in the 16. I'm going to have some action tonight, Trent Condon. It's Marshall. It's Boise State. Boise State coming off a big win. Marshall's okay. Boise State might be the team that crashes the New Year's Six party. Give me Boise State, lay the 12, pick number two as we move to the NFL.
2: Old NFL prime time. Love it.
0: Pick number one. We're going to see a lot of this team in prime time this year, but not this week. I don't get why Jacksonville numbers is falling. Chiefs open up as a five-point favorite. I think this team is really good. I'm not alone. Yet Jacksonville, the bookmakers are having trouble getting a bet on the Chiefs. Huh? I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. Give me the Chiefs. Lay the three and a half. Pick number one. Pick number two. This was my game that I released. Where would I have done that earlier in the week, Trent Condon? You've been been throwing out picks all week long. Yeah, but I threw this one out on TV. I put it on a tee, and you swung and missed. On Miller and Condon's TV show on MediaCom MC22, Inside the Numbers. Uh, Give me the Ravens. Um, I just think that Miami's awful. Uh, Baltimore will win that football game. My best bet of the week is a team that I think is going to be a pain in the you-know-what in the NFC. Who are they? They're America's team, damn it. The Cowboys and the Giants. I think the Giants are historically bad this year. We're going to see Daniel Jones sooner rather than later. Eli Manning is finished. Cowboys get the running back back. I think the Cowboys are going to open up a can on the New York Giants. That's my best bet of the week. America's team laying seven. Baltimore laying six and a half. The Chiefs lay three and a half. Boise State... Uh, Lays 12 and give me the 16 in Cincinnati, TC.
2: Four favorites there for Ken Miller this week. He was perfect 4-0 for his picks outside of his best bet. I had the exact same 4-0 with my other bets, 0-1 with the best bet. We will work to do better on that one. Let's start in the college game this week. and Let's go first to Austin, Texas. The Longhorns welcome in LSU. Mentioned earlier in the show when we were talking with Bama Bob, the line of Tom Herman, how good he is in an underdog role. I think that continues again this week. Not only am I taking the Longhorns in the six and a half, just a little taste, just a nibble of that money line. A quarter of a unit, but I'm going to be playing that also along with my pick here. Texas plus the six and a half. We'll stay with the team from the state of Texas as a makes their way to Clemson. This number's way too big. This was a nip and tuck game. The Tigers were on the ropes last year. This is back in Death Valley, but I think you're going to see an inspired effort again out of AM. Jimbo, year number two, he's going to crash the party. Not tasting the money line on this one, but going to give it a hard look, I'm sure, throughout the week before we get to kick off in that one. Give me the Aggies plus 17. To the NFL we go next in the NFL slate. Started an ugly note for the teams that I root for. We're going a different direction here. We are going first to two dogs. The Carolina Panthers. Only getting two at home against the Rams. Something smells fishy. Cam Newton's had an up and down offseason at home on the grass. We talked about the angle Ken was talking about earlier. Look at those teams that didn't play many people in the preseason. That was the Rams with Sean McBain. Carolina gets this one outright I'll grab the two points, though, with the Panthers at home. Indianapolis loses Andrew Luck. Got Kobe Brissett back there, who is... Okay. Below average? No, nah, I think he's a little... I like, I like Trubisky, though, so what do I know? <laughs> a C-minus, maybe, quarterback. Six and a half's too much here. Six and a half in this one. This is a complete overreaction to the Andrew Luck news. I'm going with the Colts. I'm going to grab those six and a half points and pick number four and finish it up with my best bet of the week. It is back in the college game. It's the Michigan Wolverines. Minus 22 and a half. Army was a darling for a little while, but after their performance in week one, you never want to overreact, but I think you can overreact here. Michigan, too good, too talented, too much speed on the outside. Army's not going to push this Wolverines team like they did last year when they were on the road in Norman. My best bet of the week. It's Michigan minus 22 in the hook. The other bet's Carolina and Indianapolis in the NFL. Two for the Panthers, six and a half for the Colts, plus 17 for AM and Texas, plus the six and a half. Our picks before noon here on Miller and Condon.
0: I bet you could have seen this coming. What do you got? Antonio Brown's going to play Monday. He said he was whoa, sorry. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: He said he was sorry. He's
2: going to play though.
0: That's the word. No way. That's the word. If you're Mike Mayock, how do you come? How do you show up for work tomorrow? In fact, how do you? How do you finish the day? I mean, apparently, the Raiders have made their decision. And look, I get it. It's about winning football games. Mike Mayock's not going to win you one. No. <laughs> Antonio Brown is a difference maker, but he said he was sorry.
2: I see. I saw Josina He's, Anderson her tweet. Yeah. Antonio Brown just issued an emotional apology at a team meeting this morning. Just now, with team captain standing with him. So that's enough. You just you apologize. I
0: guess. I guess. I mean, he threatened the general manager physical harm. I'm going to punch you in the face. But you're good. Everything's good. Everything's smoothed over. That franchise, boy, oh boy, they're something, aren't they? The Raiders.
2: They're going to be back on hard knocks next year if they I could hope be. So yeah, it's
0: too the bad. They moved to Vegas. That's why I thought we wouldn't see them this year. You know, I hard knocks thought. overall. Hey Peter, I now their show.
2: it did was the second episode. I thought was the best.
0: Yeah, and then the they got to Winnipeg, and that was a complete cluster. Yes, um, in a lot of ways. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Knock if you hear me. <laughs> Knock you <here> with me. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. Knock you with me. I mean, it had its moments, but maybe too much Gruden. And I love Gruden, but he was the entire show for the most part. And Antonio Brown. But Antonio Brown, if you haven't been... Well, this makes O.J. Simpson happy.
2: Oh, yes. Um, No, that was Andrew Luck that he was upset about. No, he had
0: both of them. Oh, both of them. Yes, he had both of them. I mean, karma. Everybody was glad that O.J. drafted both of them. But anyways, it looks as though Antonio Brown is going to play. No decision, but that's the word coming to the locker room. Nothing official from Gruden yet. Um, they almost have to suspend them one game, don't they? Don't they? Absolutely. I mean, how Mike Mac? I guess is the question. If I'm Mike Mayock, I'm, I'm walking out at lunch. Don't you, I mean, they made their decision. Throw your hands up. What can you do? There's nothing he can do. No. Nothing he can do. Uh, here's what's coming up next. We've got Murphy and Andy at 2, then the Fanatics at 4. Saturday morning pregame show with a Robertson songer. They've got Keith Murphy at 9.30 tomorrow. And we'll start cyhawk week with the morning rush 6 a.m on Monday have a wonderful weekend thank you for being here Des Moines sports